welcome to the Stanley Street Social Podcast presented by the TAC. The road belongs to us all. A big thank you to the TAC for supporting this podcast and ensuring that we all do our bit out on the road, do our bit as cyclists, do our bit as drivers to create a safe in road environment for everyone. The good news is mentioned last week, uh, they're doing a collaboration with C-Sense uh, for a bike light trial. Uh, that trial is now full. So they got a fantastic response to that. So we look forward to seeing the data of that. And we've also got a podcast with the co- the founder of C-Sense coming up uh, over the next couple of weeks. Big thanks to our apparel partner, MAP. Uh, we talked about this on last podcast. They're doing a Strava activation from the 12th to the 25th. So you got five days from the 20th of releasing this podcast to do six hours of work, six hours of riding, uh, as part of the Map Strava Club, and you'll get yourself a $75 voucher and put yourself into the draw for $2,500 worth of kit. Make sure you head to map.cc to check out more details about that. Today's podcast, we go through, as we do for every Grand Tour, uh, we do a review of each team. We give them a ranking out of seven. Max's official AFL ranking system. Seven being a perfect Tour de France, but they're not handed out easily. So Campbell Flakemore, myself, and Max Gorn go through every team on the team sheet and tell you what we think about their performances over the last three weeks. Hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the Stanley Street Social Podcast presented by the TAC. The road belongs to us all. It's great to be here with Campbell Flakemore and Max Gorn to unpack the Tour de France. It didn't seem that long ago that we were uh, sitting downstairs, excited about the tour. Campbell termed it the, the best preview of the year, the biggest preview of the year. Um, and now it's all done. The Tour de France is over. It's a little bit disappointing, isn't it? What do we do now? We're, we're back in lockdown, obviously, doing this virtually, which is um, nowhere near as good as being in HQ. Um, and there's no Tour de France to watch. There's no European Championships football to watch. And um, hopefully Max and the AFL can keep things ticking over and we'll at least have that to watch. There's one, there's one thing I've learned throughout COVID is sport tends to go on no matter what. Um, mm. We had a little pause with NBA, I think, last year and AFL had a pause, but most other sports just keep going. So hopefully AFL can keep going. There's a bit going on today, but... Um, it's funny, tour ends and now we all look for the next cycling race. Now we're all experts in the gold medal race over in, over in Tokyo. Mm. Um, which is, I mean, I mean, it's a Tour de France preview, uh, re- review show, but Rog and Pog in the same team, V. Van Aert and Evan Pohl is like, that is the best thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a doozy. And it's a good time zone for us too, uh, Saturday afternoon. I'm not sure what day you're playing this weekend, Max, but um, it'll be one to tune into for sure. It, it does feel a little bit weird that the Olympics is going on, though. The Olympics is happening. Does it? But yeah, no, it's something about surprised? the Olympics. It's something, I'm not surprised, but it just there's something about the Olympics because there's just so many countries coming together mm. in a wild time. But more importantly, we've got the review to do. We've got the unpack to go through each team. Uh, we, in the, I think it was the Giro unpack, we adopted AFL official ranking system of seven, one to seven. Uh, yep. Thanks to Max for introducing that. And let's, and let, let's be clear, seven is like seven's Wayne Carey kicking 10. Yeah, unheard of. Yeah. Um, do, 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 do they go to zero or is one the lowest? 
No, I've, I've received a zero before. Got subbed out mm-hmm. with one handball. <laughs> Able to make an impact. Wasn't my best game, Alex. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to zero, and it'll be interesting to see if zero gets a feature in this uh, in this run sheet. Uh, question: Are we? How do we feel about uh, teams that lost in really vital riders early? Caleb Ewan, Rog. How does that affect someone's score? I think they'll take it. They'll be taken into consideration. Um, I think all riders lost someone, really, apart from Ineos, but Ineos had two riders fall. Um, so that doesn't really help Ineos's case, but um, it will be taken into consideration. I don't think they get excused because some people just fall for fun. Like, Ineos would be going in knowing that Thomas is going to fall at least four times. So, like, so bike handling skills, it's no like surprise that Pog just stays up. Mm. Yep. Yep. And I think it is a credit to a team that can regroup after losing such a key rider. Well, um, maybe we'll start with the Tour de France as a whole. What, what do you guys give the Tour de France this year's edition of the race? Um, just just out of ten, just for simplicity. Uh, before we move on to the teams, out of seven, just to confuse things even more. <laughs> why, why are we going back to the old school? <laughs> Uh, out of ten, I'd probably give it. I'd probably give it a six or a seven. It was okay. Um, it had some good moments. It had some surprises, but ultimately, we didn't really see a, a hotly contested uh, Tour de France for the yellow jersey. There were some other nice battles going on in the background, um, but but Pogaccia was just too strong, and his team was up to it as well. And there was no one. Maybe Vingegaard in the third week was at the level, but he was already too far behind. But uh, overall, it was okay, but not not one for the ages, in my opinion. Yeah, I I agree. I think having those massive time gaps so early in the race just didn't help the race. And maybe the parkour was probably not suited um, to uh, creating a really good race. I was. I've got some. I've got some gripes. Like, I've, one of the best things to watch was the intermediate sprints and the KOM points because Pog was gone. They got to do something different so Car- uh, uh, Pogacar doesn't win the polka dot. Like, Poles was great to watch and mm. double points on the two Pomolta, the two big climbs at mm. the end of the stages in the third week. Of course, that's going to be won by a GC rider. Yeah, um, I, I I don't like that. And I and the other thing, which is quite controversial, because he lit up the first week. But Vanderpol tore everyone apart, and then they're all cooked for two weeks, and he just goes on his merry way, and off he goes to the Olympics. Like he came and rode a one-week stage race and rode every stage as hard as he could, and the whole peloton was absolutely cooked. Yeah, I mean, the first ten days was absolutely chaotic, wasn't it? It seemed like there was no there was no easy day. The pace was on all day, all night, especially that two hundred and fifty k stage that Mohoric. One where Vanderpol was in the jersey, he was making a significant impact on that stage, and then he loses the jersey and uh, goes home. <laughs> so all those things adding up, I don't think added to the spectacle, but um, it's still the Tour de France, and I love watching it. Of course, the GC battle was probably uh, not the highlight. I think the stage wins were more something that I was interested in this 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 time around. Mm-hmm. Did, did it seem like there were so many solo stage winners this year compared to other years? It seemed every stage was come, just one guy coming to the line, which isn't super exciting, really. I mean, we get to see the battle to that point, but there were a lot of times where you knew 20K to go who, who the winner was going to be. Mm. 
I think, um, and we missed out on one of the best dynamics in cycling, the, the breakaway bunch kick mm. where everyone's just playing cat and mouse. There's always one or two cold hearted blokes in there that are just willing to put it all on the line for the win. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of youthful excited riders in there. So we missed out on that dynamic by having just, yeah, solo guys going to line the, the team number one on the start list last year's winner, uh, UAE team Emirates took home the GC in just like, it was just, it just seems so easy. It just seems so easy. Their biggest moment of excitement was when Vingegaard almost popped Pog on, mm. uh, on one, two, Vaughn two, but even then came back on the breakaway. It just, they were just too good. And I think like, in a in a team dynamic sense, they had, they had a solid team, but it, it was almost like they got it too easy as well. It wasn't, it wasn't like the team was ever under stress. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they copped a little bit of flack at times, but um, when you got a leader that strong, you're always going to be silenced. And, and he did a couple of, couple of good celebrations um, thanking the team, but yeah, you're right. They were never really put under significant pressure that, day that Mohoric won the first day that that was a big day for them they had to chase hard for for 250k um and I was a little bit worried they maybe didn't have have the cattle like the rulers to pull for that long but I'm sure Mikel Bure earned his paycheck on that stage um but then Rafa Maka and Formolo some of their performances in the mountains were as good as we've seen from those blokes for a good five years so they were up to the challenge um and overall the, the team was actually really strong and and really looked like they were gonna gonna cough up the win. Well, Ranking well summed up, Campbell. Well summed up. I think it's I, if if that's not a seven, I don't know what is. <laughs> winning Tour de France by five minutes, winning three stages, strong team performance. That's it. That's an individual rating. I don't. I still don't think he's the clear winner of the tour in terms of how I've left the Tour de France. I get he's won the yellow, but I think the, the Yumbo rider is, I think Van Art's the clear winner of the Tour. Mm. But from a, from a team perspective, UAE, generally speaking, do you think they they deserve a seven? I don't give them out as... <laughs> I know. Maybe I'm a little <laughs> bit trigger happy on the seven. Maybe I should hold my horses. <laughs> I'll go six because uh, we didn't see Hershey do literally anything. And Micah and Formula were only solid in that third week, but they only needed to be in that third week, to be fair. Um, if they, if Ineos had all four, like I said, ifs, but if Ineos yeah. had all four, I, I, I think they, they would have struggled. I think the best thing that happened to, um, obviously, Pocket Car was Rob crashing, but it also hurt Ineos because they needed Rob as well. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, six. I'll, 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 I'll go six. He's sticking with a seven, Campbell. I think so. I think it was they, they, they never come under any real stress. Three stage wins. Um, under I think control. that goes underrated. They won three important. stages as well. Yeah. Not quite enough to get a hundred percent from Max, but I think it's no. a seven from me yep. for the official record. It's a seven. <laughs> okay. Team Jumbo Visma, as you mentioned. Rog out early. Uh, Rog out was a massive out for the Tour de France. That would have just completely changed the dynamic of when Pog's going wild, there would have been another guy there, I feel. Yeah, and they also lost 
Tony Martin, Robert Hessink, uh, Kruiswick later on in the tour. Um, to be fair, I don't think he was there early on anyway. Um, yeah, I, we said in the in the in the preview, let's let's tip as if one of them's going to crash. Yeah, um, and it's quite funny. One did. Uh, I'm not sure what you guys, which way you guys went, but I went the Pog way, which we'll talk about later on. Um, and I, I was so impressed. Like that is an impressive team effort with four riders. Like Van Art one, we can go into Van Art. Everyone's talked about it in three stages and three different formats. It's phenomenal. You just knew he was going to win the bunch sprint at the end after he won the TT. You knew he wanted to do that. And then Sepp Kuss only really turned it on for one day, but it was one day that was needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vinegard was was super impressive, and Tunison was also impressive. So the four riders that made it to Paris were were really impressive. Yeah, that lead out from Tunison on the Champs Elysees was was as good as you'll see. Um, he was pretty quiet throughout. I mean, what we saw anyway. I'm sure he was doing some good things behind the scenes, but um, I mean, have four riders lose your leader, um, lose significant other players, and to have four stage wins and second on the general. It's um, it's incredible and it really provides them with a, a good problem to have for next year. Do you go Roglic or do you go Vingegaard for the general? So, he, to discuss so he's in your, in your GC frame now? Sure. Well, he has to be, yeah. doesn't he? Like Second on the Tour de France. Second on the Tour de France, correct, yeah. But, he, but he can, he's also got all the attributes. He's small. He can time trial. Time trial. He's obviously got the composure <laughs> to put, string together three weeks. He didn't. He didn't blow up on any days wildly. He's, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot to like about this guy, and also a lot to like about what Jumbo have kind of created in this pathway to become a GC leader. I think if if Rog left, they would have been a bit exposed on the GC front. Heaps of climbers, heaps of strong climbers, but for someone to pull it together for three weeks, I think they're a bit exposed. But with Vingegaard there now, there's a nice little. Uh, le- a succession plan for them after Rog is gone. Score? Actually, Max, 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 first. Max, go Max, first. Max, Max, lead us off. So I'm going to even them off. I reckon they're as impressive as the team that won it. So I'm the funny thing is, you guys can't give these guys a seven, but yeah, that's probably I can give them correct. The score of a six. Mm. I thought they had the rider of the tour in Woot Van Art, and they had. The, the yeah the youngest the best young rider minus Pogaco is a freak at twenty two, so they've got some two genuine talents. A six for me. It's a six from from me too. Yeah, yep. lock it in. Now things get a bit more interesting. Uh, Ineos Grenadiers, the the most expensive lineup on the team sheet, the biggest budget in the world. A pretty rocky tour for Team Ineos for me. Mm-hmm. They're the Tour de France specialists. They've built they've built the whole team on the Tour de France. They did it this year. And I know Carapaz still finished on the podium, but it felt like the podium was so far from the winner. It just didn't quite have the same feel about it. Yeah. Well, obviously they were impacted early with, with crashes. Um, you know, that's only a, a partial excuse. In a way, you know, everyone had crashes. There's always going to be crashes at the Tour de France. I would have loved to have seen Thomas, Port, and Carapaz, you know, in a in a three up pronged attack. I think that would have caused some problems for for UAE. I don't think Teo's level was really good enough to compete. He really only had one day where he contributed, and that was on Luzardi. Then, 
Um, I don't. They didn't win a stage either. Um, they they tried a couple of times to to put Pogacar under pressure on Vontu. Ended up just losing Luke Rowe. He was OTL on that stage, so they they tried to to do something, but never really came to fruition. Um, yeah, I don't know where they go from here because to to beat this guy, um, you got to come up with something new, and I don't know what to do. They sort of resembled Movistar. This this tour of France, just a tiny bit, an expensive um, Movistar. Yeah, mm. their best rider of like I did like a little mini little top fifteen sort of riders that I was impressed with over the tour. And Castroveo would have been the one who mm. could have made it. He's amazing. Yeah. He's rode Giro into He's tour everywhere. Like, yeah, yeah, and had a crack at the TT on stage twenty two. Yeah, he overtook <laughs> the Spanish champion, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but um, funny the stage they tried to win was um. Jaron Thomas tried to take off on on the ride into Paris. <laughs> on the Champs. <laughs> yeah, he's just thought maybe maybe that's the stage for him. Um, yeah, that's I mean they would be disappointed. I hope they look at it and see it's seven minutes down, not third. Uh, yeah. I like the fact that Carapaz, that's why I like like him to Movistar. Carapaz kept firing shots. Movistar fires shots every time they can. So mm. apart from this tour, which we'll get into, but um yeah, that's Port. I think he was crook. People were saying he was crook. I'm not sure why he continues to ride if he's crook. Yeah, because I mean, there was no issue with his form. He won. He won the Dauphiné in the lead up. Um, and he normally thrives in this this kind of supportive role. Yeah, that that role where you can not lose time, but there's no real pressure. And of course, we know Thomas. He had a massive crash. Um, just got through that stage that he that he crashed, but. Yeah, they're really going to have to go back to the drawing board and, and try and find a way to, to beat UAE going forward because, um, yeah, I don't know whether they have, have the rider to do it. Like, is, is Carapaz the rider to beat Pog? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he is. I think it was it was disappointing for me not to see that scenario where just the leaders are left and Ineos has Port, Gagenhart, Thomas, Carapaz, all there. Like it just it never seemed like we're even close to that no. kind of situation where they could use their team to to put others under pressure. And I just think I I really like Richard Carapaz. Yeah, I'm, I'm on him a big, big fan. star. Yeah. But you just can't see him climbing to the level of Rog and Pog. Or having the TT either to or yeah, or to beat yeah. them and that the, way. And then also you throw Vingegaard in there from a TT perspective. Mm. And Vingegaard's climbing is just going to get better and better. It's the the only thing that they have in their inventory is Egan Bernal. Yes. Will be can back next year. You feel like he can? Yeah. I he, he's he's the one. He has to he has to do the GC at the Tour de France next year. Mate, like do they go back to that? that old school style that won them six or seven tours. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not too sure. They, they, they're going to clean up a, around the races that the Slovenians aren't there. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure which one's going to the vault. I think Rob might be, but like Adam Yates is probably a strong chance to do well there. Um, mm-hmm. um Bernal, if he goes to the Giro again or whoever goes to the Giro next year will be a good chance to win, but it's, it's that tour. Um, I, don't, I, I wanted to see a more stage win mindset once they realised Carapaz was six minutes down. Like they hardly mm. got in breaks. And if they did, like Van Baal and Castroveo were brought back. Yeah. Um, 
it was it was a weird weird sort of mindset. And Kriakowski clearly had the legs to to win from a breakaway situation that stage on Bond two when he was pulling. There was under ten guys left, so he clearly had the strength to go in one of those breakaways in the mountains and try and get a win. But they were obviously hanging fat that Poljakar was going to have a bad day, but never really happened, did it? It didn't even come close to happening. And that's that's what they were so good at last year when the tour went pear-shaped, where the Giro went pear-shaped from a, a GC perspective. They came back and um, got some stage wins out of it and ended mm. up with Teo for the overall for the Giro. But, yeah, they went all in on Carapaz and it just it wasn't – there was never the scenario where you're like, oh, he's got him on the ropes here. Yeah. What score does that yield them? It's below – so if trademark's four, they can't go back and say they've got a trademark. So they're probably a 50 mil budget. They're, they're, they're a two. That's harsh, but they're a two. Yeah, I was going to say a three. I was going to say a three. Because of Castro, Avejo, and Carapaz? Well, yeah. I mean, they still, they still got a podium, but their, their expectations would have been yellow jersey. Um. And if not yellow jersey, at least be close, at least be fighting for it and maybe jag a stage win somewhere along the line. But they, they weren't close, didn't get close to a stage. So overall, you could you could say it's it's subpar, uh, not quite at trademark as Max has just outlined. Do you think um do you think uh that for Ineos with that kind of question of what's next, like where where do they go from here is is the Pogs manager just, you know, sniffing around Ineos going, well, what's the number? What would you pay? <laughs> what would you pay for me? Like, I'm your solution. It's here. I'm pretty sure he's getting a nice clip from UAE. I'm sure they're not short on money over there. Um, I'm sure he's got it all his own way as well. Like, you know, it, it's now his team, isn't it? If he was to go to Ineos, he'd have to operate under Dave B's regime. I'm sure at UAE, it's it's all him. He's got his people. He's got his processes. So I don't know. It's a good point though, Alex. Would would the checkbook really come out from from Ineos to go after Pog? Mm. It's going to be a good tour next year though, with Bernal back. Yeah, Bernal's I the like answer that. for sure. I like that. Bernal's yep. the answer. Uh, I'm giving him a three. Yep, three for the podium. Stuck in there, but yeah, under par. Israel startup nation. What a team! Froomey got through the tour. Yeah, he did. He got the he got the miles and the legs. Uh, Andre announced his retirement. Mm-hmm. Dan Martin was busy at times throughout the tour. Decided to come, decided to sit with the the uh, GC group on stage seventeen, I think, and come fifth. Yep, just to show that he had good legs. Yep. <laughs> um, Woods had a little bit of a dip at the he KOM jersey. Did he did he? Yeah, I mean he, he was he was good enough to win a stage for sure. Um, just a few things didn't quite go his way. He had that crash when was it when Molima? I think when Molima won his stage, he had a he had that crash in the downhill, and there was maybe some other times he had some some issues. But overall, a pretty quiet tour from them. But did we really expect big things? Probably not. Is 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 Woods the worst descender in the peloton? Could be. It's possible. He, Although he on that day, every, every time he was in the break and there was a descent, he crashed. 
Yeah. Well, that day that Dylan Toons won, he was following Izagire, my man, down the the downhill, who is traditionally a pretty good descender, and that was in the wet, and Woods managed to stay with him. So I think when he's following someone, Keno talked about this a lot on the on the coverage. If he follows someone on the downhill, he's fine. But when he crashed in that breakaway, he was leading the pack and uh, got himself unstuck. So, yeah, it's it's definitely possible, Max, that he is the worst in the peloton. It must be a horrible feeling knowing that that's your weakness. Yeah. Looking at all of the weaknesses you could have, you just don't want it to be descending. Nah. And it's you know what? It is bloody scary going downhill off mountain passes. 90 You're putting your hour, life on the line. Piss and rain. Putting your life on the line. There's lycra and a bit of a helmet protecting you like it is awful and you, you know i don't think we've been you know too hard on him here like if anyone's doing that hats off to him like it's not mm. easy um i just want to address uh one thing i was in some some good twitter banter throughout the tour mm-hmm. um and i mentioned that uh goldstein was the token israeling uh call up Probably shouldn't have got a call up. So he's he's beaten Chris Froome, as has Greipel on the on, on the, the general. Um, I'm not sure. Four time Tour de France stage winner. I understand what Froome's doing. So Froome, what Israel they they wanted the marketing stuff. They wanted uh, Chris Froome back on the tour, get a bit of publicity. But even that, like he wasn't on camera. No, they didn't talk about him. He got dropped, and he and he got dropped. Like I don't even think that worked. Hmm. What would you? What would you? What do you think, Alex? Big marketing operator yourself. Do you think there was some value in in Froome being there? Not really. No. I no. think I think it could it potentially could have been in his contract that he has to do the yeah. Tour de France. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it was we're past that point of like Froome returning. Like, is he going to get to? If we're at that point where there was a bit of hype around him, and it was like, oh, is he going to crack? Is he going to hang in there? Yes. But I don't think anyone thought he was going to get. Even close, he announced that he wasn't going for GC and wasn't mm-hmm. close to a stage win. Like there was nothing, there was really nothing for the French media to be interested in. He wrote on the front one day when they were trying to get Woods into the break, or they were trying to control the break really early on in the stage, and that's that's all I saw of him. Mm. That's yeah. a it's an expensive ruler. Yeah, I think um, they would have been better off taking Ben Hermans. Um, he at least would have been able to go in a break and, and try and do something. But I think you're right. It must have been in his, in his contract to, to do the tour or the or that they saw some, some serious value in taking him just as a name. And they must be pleased now that they don't have to take Andre to the tour again. Like, <laughs> Who's going to be in the group pedo for them? Hey, he's got that experience. <laughs> it just, yeah. He was, he's never going to, he's never going to win anything. They're going to come close to winning anything, but they took him and I think Zabwell as well for his lead yeah. out, yeah, just to run top 10 every time. <laughs> Score? Two. Yeah, I'm happy. With, oh, they've got a big budget though. You should judge them for that, but I'll go two. Yeah, I think they're a two. Yep. Trek Segafredo, state win for the... For the raffle approach of who who's on the start list, just pick your name out of that. Pick names out of a hat. They've come yeah. out with a stage win. <laughs> yeah, Boca, one of the, the podcast favourites. Yeah, um, he did it differently. He didn't go in every break. He decided just to go in one. Yeah, mm. and he was the first to attack 
out of that group and they just sat up and and watched him go into the distance and he he's uh running no computer on his bike either real old school yeah, stuff good, from yeah, good, sir. <laughs> that's bike racing it is it's just <laughs> off touch and feel so he's a good rider and we always joke that he's going to run a top 10 um in a grand tour but he he went down the the stage hunting approach and they were doing it all tour kelly on ellison was always trying julian bernard um yes Stoyven had a had a couple of good good days as well um but i think it was important you know them to get a stage win you could probably say that that's a pass mm. yeah the, the stage wins are, are hard to come by i think what are we? Uh, Quick Step Five, Yumbo Three, UAE. Uh, Yumbo Five, UAE Three, Bahrain Three, Bahrain Three, and then Bora Two. Yep. It, it really not much left. Not much, much left, is there? Um, so the Al- Alpecin Two as well. Yeah, Alpecin Two, um, and then they shut up shop. Uh, actually, no, Philipson kept on coming second. That's unfair. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll give him a or a three. I don't think anyone was in expecting anything from a GC point of view from Nibali mm-hmm. or Molima. Um Yeah, I'll go three. Oh, I think, I think, that, I think three, there are four. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in between. I, th- I think the stage when, like we just touched on, there was not that much to go around. So for them to get something out of it, um, to be active often, I'll probably give, give them a three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't quite get to that four. Not quite. Isn't that the whole isn't that the whole reason why we're out of seven is so you can't go flush in the middle? Well they had have worked out in stage nineteen when Steuven took tunes and uh, Bernard were all in the break and none of them wanted to do any pacemaking and it just they ended up putting on a platter for Mahorich. So if they had to work that stage <laughs> out, it would have been a four or five. Okay. <laughs> I don't mind that. Yeah. The, the next team, to Kurt Quickstep, as we t- just touched on, a five-stage win, green jersey. Exceptional lead-outs, old tour. Yep. I'm going to – I'll start this one. I, Please. I'll start with my score. There are six. And very close. If Alaphilippe did one more stage win, maybe a seven, um, that's like Cavs back. And all their team, the difference between DeMar – I know DeMar took Scottson out with him and took a couple of teammates out with him, but Quickstep made sure Cav didn't go out. Like yeah. They were all with him every day, apart from one rider who was up the road. It was either Alaphilippe or uh, Coutinho. Casper um, Asgreen was super in the TT, very stiff. Um, I was, yeah, they're, 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 there was a big four in cycling and it's the guys who won all the stages. They're, they're all streets ahead of every other um, team at the moment and quick step of leading the way. Six for me. Talk about taking firm to the tour, Cambo, from a marketing awareness perspective. This team is present. Like they are everywhere. Yeah. Whether it's Cav out the back and the boys getting him through, whether it's them delivering a lead out, whether it's Alaphilippe going wild off the front, like they have got it all. And they picked up some time in the jersey. It was only one day, but still got that opening stage win which yep. was huge for the squad, France, Alaphilippe. And then, yeah, I think I think their only hiccup is maybe Alaphilippe not – he felt like he was very present, but nothing was there. It was like, oh, hang on, he could be on here. He was always just doing heaps. Yeah. Did he potentially win stage one out of four? Um, I, 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 
I don't think so. I think that first stage was incredible. How he won that, how he attacked with two K to go, and I will go with him. I just think his problem was he was just trying too much. He tried 15 times instead of trying two or three. He maybe should have, you know, this is us here sitting talking what the world champion should do. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe maybe look at one or two stages, but he was trying every day that there was half a sniff. And in the end, that cost him. He never really had that proper, the proper punch. But at the same time, there was so many people looking for the stage win. And as we know, we've watched enough cycling. There is a little bit of luck associated with, with getting in the breaks, especially at the Tour de France. Um, and and also, let's not forget just the way that they crafted Cav winning the green jersey, yeah. just making sure that it happened. Yeah. But uh, did we, did anyone really see Cav doing that? I, I said at the start, I'm pretty sure you can go back and look at the tape. He'll win a stage, but I don't think anyone would have thought that he was going to win four stages green jersey. I guess he was helped a little bit by the fact that Ewan crashed out. Uh, Demar also wasn't there, but you can only beat who's there. And I think... I think he was actually really bloody quick, especially with that lead out from Morkov. He would have been very competitive against Ewan for mine. Mm. I think the um, the point deduction goes to him not following Morkov on the Champs. Lost his man. It was messy, wasn't it, that sprint? It's his security. Yeah. The guy that's taken you to every stage win. They must have yeah. been super confused when Wanty come to the front and start riding the lead out for Van Poppel. And they, they'd be just sitting there going, what is going on? <laughs> But it was good to see. Teams made it hard for him. Yes. They just didn't give him, you know, if you just sit there and try and follow the wheel of Cav in a sprint, good luck to you. At least cause some problems and cause some chaos. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't good for them. But did we all see the uh, the little clip of Cav before the start of stage 19 at the bus? Spitting the dummy. Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. What, what, what do we think of that? I don't know, Max. What do you think as a current athlete, like just spitting the goo in a high-pressure environment at a team staff member? Public? No, we're, we're big on body language and um, how we treat people around our football club. It wouldn't be handled well in-house. I reckon we'd talk about it, and I'm sure Quickstep would have. They'd probably return the favour by not chasing the break in stage 19. <laughs> <laughs> screw you, screw you, mate. You want to spit the dummy? Well, um, yeah, but uh, I get he's got his heart on his sleeve, and there's guys like this. We have guys who constantly give away 50s for uh, back chatting to umpires, and they wear their heart on the sleeve, but you've got to make sure you address that because it'll cost you one day. Yeah. Six. I think a six. Yeah. Very impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. Did they get a top 10? Did Katino get top 10? No. Just, just outside, yeah. So 10th to 15th, I believe. Mm. 10th to 15th at 46 minutes down. <laughs> yeah. He was 24 minutes down in 12th. Yeah. Team movie star. Can't wait for Series 3. Yeah. Netflix there just licking their lips. Here we go. <laughs> Are they even going to be talking to Lopez, like in the in the bus? So is Lopez going to be shunned from the bus? Surprised they didn't just give him his own jersey. <laughs> uh, it's just like it's a it's a long way from Lopez, especially for last year when he was time trialing for the podium. Mm. And his form going into it, I know he was riding almost nothing races in terms of the Tour de France, nothing races. 
Um, I think he beat up Guy Martin in the race up the two one day, and he also won uh, stages against I think Tolhawk was his major competitor somewhere else. So yeah. like that, he was winning them, but he wasn't super competitive. Um, I liked I liked Mass. That's what you get from Mass. He's like Rigoberto Uran. He stays under the radar and just gets a little top ten for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're a big team. They should be wanting more. They they weren't in the breaks. Well, Valverde was once, but didn't want to descend quick or something. Mm. Yeah, Mass. He was he was good. He just had that one bad day. I think it was on the the Colder Porte, the the second last mountain top finish. But you're right, he's that sort of operator. He's not exciting, really. Like he'll just sit in and, and follow the G C guys and then on the in the third week he realized that he's fifth. <laughs> and you haven't seen him all all tour. Um but then again, like he bounced back on Wazadi Dan and was was with the the top guys. So if you can get that consistency, um I don't think he's ever gonna be able to challenge the top top guys, but maybe he can fight for a, a third place on the podium at some point. But Overall, a, a pretty uninspiring tour from Movie Star. I think their man, their breakaway man, injured early. Mark Soler. Mm. Uh, you would have seen him being in and around the stages that Van Art won up the hill. Maybe actually not Van Art because no one would have gone with him. But uh, <laughs> or Dylan Toons, some of those ones he would have yeah. been. Yeah. Yep. I think a three for me. Oh, what's the three for? Where, well, yeah, where do, where do they earn those three points, Campbell? Um, for me, it's 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 Mass's top ten. He was he was still sixth. He was sixth over, overall at the tour. I think that that's good. That's that's, that's a really good result. No, all right. Pogs yeah, just okay. Pogs just ruined the top ten. Like he's just ruined that result of yeah. finishing top ten. Because if you're finishing top ten, you're at least five minutes off the pace. Yeah. Normally, okay. you finish top okay. 10, you were within that five minutes. I mean, he's still six, he's still six minutes off Vingegaard as well. So he, he wasn't, wasn't really close to, a, to being there. But I'll, st- I'll stick with my three. I'll stick with my three. Max? Three as well. Uh, no, three? two. I don't know. Two. Yeah, I think, I think there are two. They needed, they needed something else, at least – at least a stage or attacking a stage win mm. would have been a pass. Bora Hansgrohe, Peter Sagan out, Bora Hansgrove up. The day Peter left, Pollock just goes on the hunt. <laughs> that was always going to happen, wasn't it? If Did you sniff a- out any value there, Max? Oh, I missed that. Well, <laughs> I was on someone in the break. I can't remember. I can't remember the stage completely. Was Stoyman in the break? I reckon he might have been. Possibly. Yeah, I was on. Um, if there's a big four, like I said, with Bahrain, Jumbo, uh, uh, who am I talking about? Ineos and oh, not Ineos. Quickstep and uh, UAE. I think these guys are just fifth. Like Conrad winning the stage and probably could have won a couple. Postelberger was super aggressive. Um, obviously, uh, Niels Pollitt, uh, Kelderman finishing fifth. Um, and then also the first week, you know, usually you see those like, um, B&B and Wanty guys try and get in the polka dot. No, there was a world tour team. Bora decided to put Schilling up the road and get him up the road. And that was fun as well. So, um, they were, they were, they were entertaining. Yep. 
yeah, they were busy. And again, Kelderman, the sort of rider like Mass, doesn't do really anything exciting, but is there in the top five on the general. Um, and two stage wins. I think I think that's a really good tour. I'm probably going to give them give them a five. It's funny on the Kelderman Mass around not really doing anything. So a couple of O'Connor's post matches, um, he would talk about trying to stay with the big guys and forgetting where he's placed and not attacking and saving energy. That's what those guys were doing. It was so boring. And then I kind of realized he had to, he had to ride boring. Yep. To, not, to make sure he didn't get gassed. Yep. Um, I'll give him a five. Oh, yeah, five. Five as well. Yep. Yeah. I think a five. Just, just one wins. quick talking point from that. What's next for Peter Sagan? Is he kind of drifting into irrelevancy in cycling terms? Is that stiff? There's a race there for him. I'm not sure what it is, but there is a race there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to have him on the payroll on several million dollars a year anymore. Let's put it that way. If I'm a, if I'm a GM. Yeah. I think he's got a lot of checks cashed away in the Caribbean somewhere and he's going to be there, thereabouts, but I can't, it's, I think he's more value than Froomey. Of course. Yeah. I mean, he's still, he's still there. He's still Peter. He's still Peter Sarkin. Yeah. But you're not, you're not going to get three stage wins in a green jersey from the Tour de France. You may get a green jersey. I'll give him that. Mm, I think the only stage we might have seen, did he crash in stage four? I think stage three, he podiumed or maybe fourth. We crashed with Caleb on that stage. Yeah. That was kind of the end. Yeah. So that was four or three. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I agree. There is opportunity for the green jersey. I think the green jersey was um, solid, but like without with Cav there, just kind of not a guarantee, but a pretty hard lock on winning multiple stages. It was always going to be tough for him to to not win the green jersey. Whereas when um, when there's a few more sprinters there, the stage is a bit more evenly distributed. I think there's there's a new race that will be created with Matthews um, and Sagan and those guys. Yep. Groupama FTJ got due on the podium for Max in the preview. And to be fair, no, nah, that was a horrible pick. I don't think it was. No, no, no. I think it was, he was good considering. Considering that, that, was, that, that, that bad day on Von 2 when he was throwing up. Yeah, then his TT at the end, though. Like, <sighs> that's when he's you in, know what? He rides this horrible TT. That was disappointing to see because. If he is going to be a GC rider, you need to, A, polish up that TT. And the last TT in this Tour de France was a perfect opportunity to have a good TT, to do good preparation, to take it seriously without any real pressure. And it kind of just looked like he was going through the motions, just having a nice ride around the vineyards. It's like, you know. Do the work. Yeah, that was a really good opportunity to take it seriously. And he... He just didn't, but um, he clearly had good legs still. It was just that one one day where he got a little bit crook. They're not they're not as bad as you think. You think in your first head, you look at them and you go, they're a, they're a one. I don't think they're as bad as you think. I think Kung's time trials were still impressive. Um, Gadu in the final week was impressive. Yep. Um, uh, I forget his name. Was it Amar- Amaral or... Amaral, yeah, did that 100-kilometre pull on the front of that breakaway. 
Yeah, he looked horrible at times with sickness as well. And even he wrote a good TT on the final day. So, like, they some interesting performances. They're not as bad as you think. I think they're a two. Yeah, I think a two. Yeah. Like, losing losing their one of their key riders, or maybe the key rider in DeMar, who was going to chase stages. Um, you know, maybe that performance at the Giro was kind of not as good as what we thought was the level at the Giro a little bit. A little bit low compared to a Tour de France bunch kick because even when Demar was there, he was never really getting close, and the team wasn't really getting super organised either. Yeah, where where does this leave Demar? He's finally he's been hanging out for this opportunity. Finally, Pino's not the guy, and then a bit of a nothing tour. A little bit. Track bully. Track bully. Port Adelaide. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think he's a flat track bully. Confidus. Yeah. Yeah. Top 10. Yeah, that's imp- he's apparently never done it. And he said his dream is to get top 10. Yeah. Um, and did it the way Ben O'Connor got, got in the break. Didn't hold it as much as Ben O'Connor. It's got dropped almost every time since, but. Um, their, their, their biggest disappointment is Christophe Laporte um, I think the first two stages suited him and he looked hot. he didn't get a top 10 in both and then all the sprints all the didn't make top 10 in almost all of them yep jagged a second on stage 19 with Mohoric up the road but you know, uh, second or first yeah. you know it's chalk and cheese the second's not good enough I don't think they've won a stage at the Tour de France in Chavanel back in 2008 when he was running for Cofidis. So that's a serious drought. And I mean, clearly there's not a whole lot of, um, you know, importance on stage wins because Cofidis keep pulling out the checkbook every year. They need to spend <laughs> some time on a good French rider. Like I understand they want a French rider and Guy Martin is good, but they need to get one of these young talents like a Cosnefoir who was disappointing this tour, but, or a Parapant or just someone who could maybe get something for them. Yeah. Yep. Score. You start, Max. I read every break. Perez was actually a really, really good tour from him. Um, and Guy Martin, top 10, so two. <laughs> I'll say a three. I think we got to, you know, you got to match it up against what the expectations were at the start for them. And I think a top 10 and being active is probably about par. Yeah, yeah that's it. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Three. Yeah. Apologies. Yeah. What would a stage win have got them, Campbell? I mean... An eight? I, oh, <laughs> probably probably would have bumped them up to a five, <laughs> considering they haven't won since, you know, two decades ago. Yeah. Well, this could have been the tour for Viviani. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. though. Yeah. Yep. Oh, well. With that, Albus with that and Phoenix. Albus and Phoenix. We touched on this off the top. Vanderpol was just so active in the first week to disappear oh, uh, and head off to the Olympics. So a good Tour de France, though, for a tier two team like that—that that is value. Even if you only really was your present was only felt in the first kind of week. Jeez, I almost see them as tier one, as tier one. Yeah, well, I, I know they're not, but 
the way they yeah. ride and with Philipson on every sprint, they, they, they challenged quick step at times and um, interesting decision with Merlier, Philipson. I know Merlier ended up leaving, but I think they made the call because Philipson was going to be a chance to win the green jersey. So they switched they switched it around for Merlier to ride for Philipson. I don't think that was the right call. Um, and I'm not – just segueing a little bit. Do we know who's better out of Vanderpoel and Van Aert yet? They've, they've left us – almost more puzzled post this Tour de France. Yeah. Everyone's talking about Van Aert now. Van der Poel got and win the mountain bike and then he'll be better. And then Van Aert will win something else at the end of the year. Like it's just. If there's stages that stick in your head from Tour de France, stage two will be in my head for years. Like to attack to get the bonus time and then to attack mm. again. Like it's on a stage that obviously meant a lot to him with his family. That was, that was phenomenal. Yeah. And his performance in the time trial too to hold the yellow jersey. I think it was he was he top top five yeah, in, the, okay. in the TT. Like I don't know when the last time he did a time trial. Um, if, if you go back and look at his time trial results, he's got nothing. Like he, yeah. I don't think he's even tried in a time trial. Yeah, that's probably what it is that he's never actually had to try. Never really thought. Never, and, never fancied a TT. And then, then all of a sudden, the team's buying Worthy's wheels from Andorra and driving them to the Tour de France <laughs> to get him yeah. the top. Top gear, yeah. That that the Mac, to Max's point on that that stage, like you forget how clutch that performance was. Yeah, just taking the time bonus and then and then torching him up the final climb. Thanks because, for coming. Because when he attacked on that first lap, I thought this is a play for this like the stage win from here. And like, oh, he's got caught. His legs are shot. No, it was to get bonuses and then to attack again on the final climb and win the stage. It was, it was super. It netted him six days in the yellow jersey too. They had two yeah. stage wins. I think, I think it's a very strong five. Um, you know, one Vanderpool left. There was a lot less presence in the team, but Philipson was still competing. Got mighty close on the shops. Um, so a five, I think, from me. Stiff not to get a six, but I'll go for a five. He's almost my favourite sportsman in the world at the moment, Vanderpol. I reckon he's an absolute rock star. Gives a little bit more than Van Aert. Um, Van Aert's a bit closed with his reactions and emotions, and um, and I'm loving Alpes and Phoenix. Um, I was so I had uh, one of the Smokies in my top 36 or whatever I did was Zandro Maurice, mm-hmm. and he actually was one of those riders. He did a classic Bahrain domestique where he doesn't like not just dropping a lot of time. He wants to keep his time close to the GC guys. Um, a top 20 for him. So not too bad, but not, not bad. Uh, I'll give him a oh, five because I'm really, if Vanderpol had a stayed, that would have been unbelievable. He's already said he's staying for the next tour. He's doing the whole thing. Um, I think the Olympics is the only reason why he can leave the tour de France. Yeah. Even yeah. though I still don't know if, how I feel about it. Well, the, I'm not the reason I don't like it is because he's de- he destroyed the Tour de France. Yeah, everyone's legs were absolutely cooked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't mind it. Uh, the, yeah, the only legitimate reason is is with the Olympics um, straight off the back of the tour, and yeah, he'll he'll be going all the way to Paris next year for sure. Different, different approach to Fulzang. He um he gave up uh, the tour. Literally on stage 21, <laughs> did not start. Bizarre, isn't it? <laughs> to prepare for the Olympics. <laughs> must have I, couldn't, early, I couldn't what? believe that. At DNS. Uh, bizarre. <laughs> on the, 
Van der Poel showing more emotion. Did we see? It felt like Van Art's celebration on the Champs after he won. It That's felt like time. it had a bit more. It had yeah. a bit more of him uh, just opening up a touch. That, that is the first time I've seen him open up a bit more. His post-race um, was still pretty stock, but like him like punching the air, like, like what did I just do on yeah. the Champs? As you would hope because uh, after what he's just delivered, but it, it was pretty uh, It was pretty raw from Van Aert. I, I'm, yeah, I think I think there are. Remind me why Merlier left. Uh, he was almost out of time limit. To be honest, he was really struggling out the back. I think he was sick. Yeah, I'm going to give him a four. Vanderpool, uh messed up stage one. He like got lost lost in the wheels, and then he left for the Tour de France. Losing some points there. Merlier, they should have ridden for him longer. They shouldn't have ridden for Philipson. Mm-hmm. And I think Merlier should have tried, like, should have needed to be in better nick to get through the Tour de France because he could have won a lot, him v Cav. So if we're running off what they could have, like their potential, I'm going to give him a four. So Philipson's finished in the top three six times. And there's still a four. <laughs> He's a top. He's a top. He's a top five sprinter. Does you don't want to be a top five sprinter? Like Campbell said, after second, whatever. Unless unless it's Murkoff, no one cares who comes second. Okay. Would you give him Max? Yeah, I, I was five. He's my favorite rider in the world. I love their team. Yep. But um, I I like Van der Poel doing the entire tour with Van Aert, the entire tour. That's exciting. That's I mean, I know we spoke about Van Art before, and I don't want to make this podcast any longer than it has to be, but is, is Van Art a chance to go gold, gold? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, if, if if the race pans out for him, you know, you've got to have a little bit of luck in these one-day races, but there's no reason why he can't. And I mean, his time trial, oh, my God, I'm not sure if you saw. There's a little bit of a tailwind. Maybe a touchdown hill, but he's just chuffing along at seventy k an hour. <laughs> that is, that is some serious horsepower going through that bike. So, for sure, I mean, you know, there's going to be guys that have had specific preparation for the TT, but if you can do a time trial like that um, at the end of the Tour de France, there's no reason why you can't do one a week later. Exactly what like what Brad Wiggins did in 2012. Good point. Apologies for the segue. EF Education Nippo. Where'd Rigo end up? Does it always feel like Rigo is just going to blow to pieces at some point? <laughs> well, it did it until he finished third. I did not think it'd be on the Tourmalet. <sighs> this seemed like a weird time to blow up. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you mean the oh, This is a weird place to blow up. I won't blow up here. I get how hard the Tourmalet is, but there's so many in the group. It wasn't too hot of a pace. Is it isn't the Tourmalet your climb? Is it the one yeah. that you've ridden up? I didn't. I didn't break on it. I, I managed to get up. <laughs> Rico's gone from a pretty like a good-looking third on the podium, top five almost guaranteed, to finishing eighteen minutes down in tenth. Explosion. That is an explosion. But it wasn't just like an isolated explosion. It was the next day he was just not at not at the level again. So. 
And then I don't know what his T how he fared in the TT on, on the last. Definitely as bad as what you thought he would have been. His time trial. Yeah, you thought he was going to because he's normally a good time trial, so I think that helped helped him. Was he three and, minutes behind or something? Yeah, he's three oh six. So yeah, 20, 20 seconds behind O'Connor. So yeah, it really. I mean, was it sickness? I mean, that's really the only thing that could justify like three three bad days rather than just an isolated moment of difficulty. But yeah, big explosion from Rigo and kind of left him with a bit of nothing in the end. They the, threw the everything da- trying to get a stage win. I'll give them that. Um, they had lots of guys in breaks um, and, and they tried. I mean, it was that Higita was with Quintana and O'Connor's stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Magnus Court was obviously quite um, aggressive as well. Um, I think they're more prominent than a than a team. Like we're going to go to AG Two R soon. I like EF were like better than AG Two R, but AG Two R got a fourth. So um, it's interesting. I don't think EF, when you look at it, are as bad as what you think as well. I think they really tried to throw everything at the stage. When Bissinger was stiff in both time trials. Um, I'll give them a. I'll give them a. I'll give them a two, which is harsh, but they were impressive yeah. as well. I agree with everything you just said. I, I, I'll give them a two as well. Yep. Yep. Sign off on that. AG2R, Citron, big Australian presence. Ben O'Connor fourth. Don't know if any of his teammates knew he was in fourth, but he <laughs> finished fourth. <laughs> That's literally where I'm going to get. If we took Ben O'Connor <laughs> out of that team, they're a one. They were all there. Yeah. I mean, don't forget that day that GVA went on the suicide mission. (laughs) Helping his teammate. Um, Who'd he go up the road with that day? He went up the road with another experienced rider. Um, Uh, As him and Klug. Roger Klug. Yeah. You know, interesting that they did that. Um, I guess show the jersey, get some TV time. But you're right, without Ben O'Connor. they were pretty quiet. I mean, Mickey Shah and and Nason um, GVA at times were were helping Ben through through some tricky tricky times. Um, after Ben got himself that stage win, then they sort of shift their focus a little bit. But yeah, I mean, he, he I, gave I a just chop love, out, didn't he? I just love the day after he put himself back in potential. It's like, all right, GC um, Ben O'Connor's back. He's on GC. And it was it was a day where there was a climb out of the holes, and there's just AG to our riders going wild, trying to get in the hardest break around the world by their their young GC riders, just kind of flapping in the wheels, going, "Oh, what 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 are we doing here?" Yeah. <laughs> it it didn't feel like there was a whole lot of direction coming from head office as to how we're going about mm-hmm. um, supporting Ben O'Connor, but for his credit, like crashing early, losing time. Bouncing back, putting himself in the move, a stage win, cracking on Von two, but not cracking so much that he was completely out of the GC, and then yep. pulling together a full three week Grand Tour. That's huge. Like fourth in the tour, that is such a big result. Like people might say, "Oh, he got like some easy time in the breakaway that he won," but he also lost a truckload of time in the first week too. So that kind of evened things up a little bit. His time trials were solid. And yeah, that stage on Von 2, he could have easily cracked and lost 15, 20 minutes. But 
dug in was just a, like, you know, that was just an isolated cracking, unlike Rigo's where he completely blew up. Um, and yeah, I think he might be going back to the negotiation table with the team <laughs> after that performance, even though we just signed three-year extension after Dauphiné. I think he'd be going back again because that was incredible. I'd like really him. Was. I'd like him now at a Giro or Volta. I know he's done the tour. Um, yeah. That's going to be pretty hot next year. I'd like him to. I'd like to see a Giro Volta type performance, a Jai Hindley type performance. And you know what? Those two races probably suit him a little bit better. A little bit more unscripted suits the attacking riders. Um, maybe the Giro a little bit more with some filthy weather because he showed that he can handle that just fine. Struggled a little bit in the heat, which is a little bit weird coming from. Western Australia, I thought the heat wouldn't be a problem for him. Loving the cold and hating the heat. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think you're right. I think the Giro, he could really have a crack at it next season. Is he from Western Australia? I didn't hear Keno. Yeah. Yeah, from Perth. So (laughs) (laughs) not the ACT. There was, if there's Keno bingo, geez, you'd get drunk pretty quickly. He says a lot of the same stuff a lot, but it's hard. (laughs) Commentating cycle would be so hard. Been, yeah, like from they start in the neutral, oh. in, in the depart thick diff. <laughs> There's only so much you can talk about Bonoma. <laughs> I think a five, a very strong five. Yeah, I'm as much as I hate that team, UAE the same. UAE are horrible if you take out Pog. So you got to look at it like that. So five as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, Samsek. Finished in the Mini Cooper. <laughs> Finished in the Mini Cooper. Many, two, two riders or three? I think three. Uh, <laughs> Warren showed his face a few times. Was Warren actually, was he actually in the race? He was there, yeah. Buhani featured in a few top tens in sprints before mm. pulling out to make sure Calf had no competition in the sprints. He looked okay, Buhani, didn't he? He did. He did. But then he also had that um, that bad press hanging onto cars in the mountains. <laughs> uh, and, and you know what? That comes as absolutely zero surprise to, to me that he's that sort of operator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quintana uh, was busy in the mountains. Quintana was busy. Quintana looked like he was taking them to a, a almost a pass mark with a KOM jersey. He's climbing well, putting himself in moves. And then the KOM jersey got a bit hot for him. <laughs> he earned his paycheck. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Overall, though, it's, it's probably it's probably a two for me. It's a two for me. Yeah. Um, I'll go three. Three? Yeah. They were present. They had three riders in the last week. They kept on all three of them trying to get into breaks. And Katana was was solid. Team DSM last year, we ripped them in the tour preview. And then they delivered on, I think, three stage wins. This year, we gave them a bit more credit in the tour preview. Yeah. Not we went so easy much. on them. Not Didn't so we? much. This is... One handball subbed off during the quarter. <laughs> and that handball was ineffective. Yeah, it was. It was. Talk, about, talk about your presence not being felt. Oofed. They mistimed every sprint. Every sprint. I know Bowl wasn't 
on legs. But even then, like they were on the front of 5K sometimes. Like they just looked amateur compared to quick step in those sprints. And then not getting people in breaks. Even like in the last stage, did they did they call Cray Anderson back to come help out with bowl or something? I don't, I don't remember the specifics of it, but he's been who might have been the man who could have got in breaks and crashed out. But um, yeah, they were disappointing. Very disappointing. No real agenda. Like Cess Bowl was never really at the level that he was last year. Crow Anderson, he had a he had a crack. I think the day that uh, Toons won. Um, that sort of medium slash proper mountain stage, but overall just super, super disappointing. And then to have that bad press coming during the tour that there was an issue about Crow Anderson wanting to have his seat height um, adjusted um, and the management saying that that wasn't a rider's issue, <laughs> um, which is very concerning if true. So all in all, I mean, it's pretty close to a zero. Zero for mine. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> well, what, what, what if you? Where, 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 where do they get their marks? Where, yeah, where, I couldn't where argue a one. Mark? I I concur. You, you can't. There's nothing to argue. <laughs> it's a zero. <laughs> is, that, is that our first official zero? I think it's the first official zero. It'd be good to rewind the tape too to see what we gave them last year. I reckon they would have gone close for seven. Mm. A lot of Sadal. Caleb, went out early stage three. Didn't get the opportunity to gallop at all. Big out. Mm. This is where you question at the start about how do we take in crashes. I think this team is the one where you take in the crash. They tried. Again, didn't have legs. Van Moore had legs but couldn't maybe pick the wrong breaks or wrong days for his breaks. And Harry Sweeney was probably the highlight of the tour, to be honest. From an Australian point of view, oh, that's a bit stiff on Ben O'Connor, but um, he was up there. Um, and he, like that, did you guys know he could TT like that at the end? Mm. I uh, didn't know. Not, not like that was just him just being super strong at the end of three weeks, wasn't it? Yeah. Like he just held his form and the stage that Pollitt won. You know, arguably Sweeney was the strongest rider in that group. Probably just a little bit of inexperience and excitement got the better of him. Uh, but you're right. I think without him, geez, they, they'd be pretty close to a zero too. I know Caleb crashed out, but I mean, you've still got seven guys there and there's still 18 stages to make an impact. Um, but overall they were, they were pretty quiet. I thought. Mm. Yeah, They're not having great grand tours. I know Caleb was super in the duo with, with his stage wins, but um, once he pulled out, there wasn't much going on. And then he's crashed in this one. Once again, not much going on. Losing a sponsor, I'm pretty sure Sudal is out. Don't yeah, know where, okay. but um, they need a, they need to bring Wellens to the Volta. They just need one backup option. Yep, it shows how valuable too. Like those guys that can turn from riding for Rog into stay twins into regroup and GC like that kind of yeah. dynamic rider that can do it all is so valuable. Like like this squad on paper, we're talking it up. It's like all right, they're all in for Caleb. They'll get potentially going to win four or five stages. But if it goes wrong, you come out with potentially a duck egg. Well, can you afford to have Degengold there instead of Phil Jill? Does Phil Jill really need to be there for Caleb's lead out? Can, can Degengold come just ride his own race? Mm, yeah. I think, I think that just shows that 
you need to have some sort of backup option. I know like it's really nice to have like an all in for a sprinter and all in for a GC rider. But if that rider crashes out, what do you do next? Um, so I think, yeah, yeah. Degan Kolb in for Gilbert probably would have been a, a move they wish they could have done in hindsight. Harry Sweeney gets him to a one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think they, they, they get a one. Barry and Victoria similar, same stage as Caleb. Jack Haig on big GC potential crashes out stage three. But in comparison, you look at that squad, and it's a completely different squad in the way it's assembled. But you look at them losing their GC guy and what they've been able to create out of it is chalk and cheese. They, um, big tour. They all rode as a team. Like when it was Cabrelli's turn to go for a stage – or go for the points, they all helped out Cabrelli. When it was Tunes' turn, they all helped out Tunes. When Poles was going for points, they all helped out Poles. They had so many numbers in the break. They won the team class by 20 minutes or something. Um, like I said earlier, I wish Poles could have the polka dot because I reckon that's what the king of the mountain jumper really is for. Mm. Um, Tunes was super impressive. The only thing that lets let them down was their police raid. But um, Yeah. That seems to happen once a tour, so... It was that's that's really interesting, isn't it? Like that seems like it's just not random. Like, do they get a tip off for that? Well, the, the 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 quote was how successful their year's been, which is correct. They've had an unbelievable year with like really impressive rides. Like, uh, who's the fellow who didn't come to tour but rode the Pardon Pardon, and then Gino Madur was riding impressive break rides and Mahoric this time around with tunes. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're probably just going off like. Back it, backing it in, but something, something going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. Look, I'm not sure. Who, I think Alex touched on it. Yeah, losing Haig, losing their leader, but adapting super quickly and getting a lot out of this Tour de France. So three stage wins, really active in in the KOM. It's a strong five for me. I was really enjoying Sonny's work as well. And yeah. Sonny, Sonny really active, second on that stage behind O'Connor somehow. Um, Sonny, like Matthews comes second, but Sonny's the the one that we look at and go, yeah, he was the better rider there. Like it's, it's weird, that setup. Mm. Um, it, I, I'm so disappointed for Hagee. Like that team was flying and he was flying. That could have been anything. Yeah, especially with like Thomas crashing out um, that could have crashing been, out. You know, there was genuine yeah. podium potential there. That was back. many Yeah. So five as well. Oh, no, six. Six. Six for the regroup? Six for like three stage wins without, like, Cobrelli couldn't beat a top 10 in a bunch sprint and they got three stage wins. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm going to go with a six. That's big. Uh, Bill team Bill bike exchange. Bill got us a top ten as well. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Filthy bike riding style. That guy looks awful on <laughs> a bike. You see the TT when the when the mic fell out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mess. Team bike exchange. Hello. Hello. Big hope for the Stanley Street social representative of Lucas Hamilton. Friend of the podcast. A friend of the podcast. Um, unfortunate tour for him. I think. Look at like, looking at him, he just came in way too hot into those lead up races and just wasn't in super nick. 
and then an unfortunate crash pulled him out. But a big learning curve for Lucas. Mm-hmm. Tough first week for a tough first week. Yeah. Grand Tour debut as a GC rider. Thoughts um, on the rest of the squad? Then they just went swinging at Matthews hard for Green. They seem to have some guys with really good legs. Um, Jewel Jensen like wrote an incredible tour. Um, I hope I wish he got a chance to be able to go for a win himself because um, he had legs. And then Matthews lead out man, Mezgek had legs as well. So it would have been interesting if they weren't if Matthews was out of points, if Mezgek could be able to get up the road and um, be able to beat Pollitt on that stage or something like that, because they both had really good legs, those two uh, Barker's Jones riders. Matthews second green jersey. Um, second on stage one, I think, was it? You get second on stage yeah, one? Yeah, second on stage one. Best of the rest? He's the king of the best of the rest. Um, if he's not Australian, do we talk about him as much? Like, are they mm. talking about him on, on, on the French podcast right, right, right now? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not at all. Um Esteban was okay at times. Um, like Durbridge had good legs, but he was, you know, he was in that move on Von Two, which was interesting. Like they were just like, oh, well, we've just got someone in there. We're represented. That's enough. He said it himself. He said when he got over the climb first, the first time up, he goes, I can't believe I'm still here with the world champ and Van Art. Like, why yeah. even in the break if you can't believe you're still there? Yeah. Well, he is, he is strong as an ox. There's no doubt about it, but probably not the right guy to have in the move. Um, seemed just like even when Lucas was there in the first week, just looked like they, you know, you wouldn't have known that they were properly doing a GC and wouldn't have known that it was for Lucas. They're just scattered everywhere. They're never really looking like a team that's organized. And... And yeah, shifting the attention to the green jersey, just trying to salvage something out of the tour, never really looked like it was going to come to fruition. They were just hoping that Cav was going to get timed out one day. That was their best bet. Um, they had a crack though. They had a crack. They had a crack, but I would have liked to have seen them have a crack harder at stages rather than rather than the green jersey. Yeah, I reckon Joel Jensen could have won a stage. Mm, he was he was mighty strong, wasn't he? And Yates was maybe the worst tour selection I can't out of every squad. He was a break in the first week, wasn't he? He, he didn't do anything and then he crashed out. And there was, there was an article that came out from Matt White on stage four or five saying Yates is doing prep for the, tour to, for the Olympics. Like, all right, we talked about pulling out for the Olympics, but going to the Tour de France is like a training event. Yeah. <laughs> And the best part about that is he's not going to the Olympics to represent bike exchange. <laughs> so it's not like, oh, yeah, he's here doing a warm-up with the team. He's going to head to the, the race with the team. No, he's going there with, with GB. So that was that was bizarre. I was going so, to say my Olympic prep chat when we got to Astana, but um, I'm happy to I'm happy to bring it up to Simon Yates as well. It's the two is bigger than the Olympics in my in my opinion. Especially when we're not riding for nations here. We're riding for teams mm. that have no real interest in an Australian team in a Brit winning the Olympics. But also I just think like that spot was so valuable for Lucas to have one guy 
one guy with the the simple objective of like um Cadell talked about Max. It was just like that's where he had his George Hincapie. I don't know who the George Hincapie is of that team, but he had his George Hincapie to get him through that first week. And it was stressless. Someone just to mentor him, someone to take him around the bunch. And I think that's where he missed out. It looked like they were riding for bling the whole time and Lucas was left doing his own thing a bit. He needed the Estonian. Um, Kane. And Gert. Tanel. Yes. Yeah. I mean, maybe they should have just got Matt Heyman out of the car and put a number on him. <laughs> that's what they needed. They yeah, needed Heyman. Yeah, they did. If you started riding now, Heyman, it's probably as much prep as you had before his Paris Roubaix. So yeah, you've been fine. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a one for me. I'll go two. One for me. Snip. I think Snip. you have to, you have to rate TV time sometimes. You have to rate how aggressive teams are. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, but I just don't think the aggression was allocated well. Oh, that's what that's what that's what Kev said. <laughs> yeah, Cav, Cav couldn't believe their tactics. <laughs> yeah, Cav, Cav just like never. I just loved the intermediate sprints where Matthews was going full noise to get nine points, and then Cav's in the seat for eight. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Astana Premier Tech. Were they in the race? Lucinko. Lutsenko yeah, saves him from a really bad score here. Izagire was second on the day that uh, Dylan Toons won. He was that was the only time that he was properly active. Um, Omar, Omar Fraile tried. Fraile tried. Um, and who else was there for them? A guy named Jakob Fulzang was there. <laughs> yep, I think he was citing that his um, AstraZeneca vaccine hindered his performance. <laughs> Alex can testify for that. Hey, if, if, if he got the first AZ jab, I completely, completely agree with him. But he was on number two. Yeah. I just, yeah. full yeah. saying. Yeah, that's the most astonishing thing ever pulling out of the Champs de Lisse. And then he must have had an earlier flight to the Olympics. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? It's. I mean, listen, he's done a lot of Tour de France. He's ridden to Paris before, but I imagine it's something you probably, to get that close, you're like, you'd want to do it. Something you wouldn't get sick of. Can he tick it off? Can he tick off? I'm not sure. Let's say it's his fifth tour. Can he say, I I did five tours? No. Absolutely not. It's a four Tour de France. (laughs) Rider. (laughs) What score does it get them? Where did Lysenko end up? I think he was sixth. No, I... Seventh. Mm. It's pretty good from him. Like, really. (laughs) But like, to Cambo's point about Mass, Kelderman, Bill Bow, like they're all just there, thereabouts. No one was really doing anything. two, Two then for the top 10. Two. There's not going to be many big scores left, I don't think. <laughs> we we chewed them off pretty early. I think I think a, a three. I think that the top ten on the general is is a really good result. Um, but without that, they're they're almost a zero. They they could have been a three, except I think full saying pulling out on the last stage gets them back to a two for me. <laughs> Old mate Aaron Boo, who I reckon we're all involved in WhatsApps and 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 text messages around tour time. 
I reckon everyone tipped me Aaron Boo about nine times on nine different stages. Like yeah. Everyone was saying he's going to get his legs. He's going to get his legs. He didn't get his legs. <laughs> Team Quebec and next hash. Sergio? I haven't got much for you, to be honest, Alex. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. What, what were they doing? Why could, Why do you not bring potentially a top three sprinter in the world to the Tour de France? And he would have. He would have beaten Cav at, at one of those sprints. He would have beaten Cav, uh, Giacomo mm. Nazzolo. Like yeah. that's bizarre. And he would have produced some real good odds for Maxi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think. When did I? When did I see them on on the screen? Well, her now so- crashed a bit on on the, in, in the third. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep, at the back of the peloton, there was some camera time. And Max Walsh, the big fella, I reckon Kino said something about him being 200 centimetres one time when he was in the break. Yep. Uh, Simon Clark made one breakaway. Yes. He then he rode with a snapped back. Who mm. said? Um, they asked him um, why you're continuing to ride him. And he said, well, it's a tour to France. Not that not many other riders share that opinion when they get there. <laughs> Definitely not Jakob Fulsang. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean they had um, Delimi there from South Africa. That was a, that was a, a bit of a talking point um, in the lead up. In the lead up, got himself timed out. Uh, Sean Bennett made a breakaway. Um, Quiet. Yeah, Probably yeah, a zero, zero for me. Because what, what they are a pro tour team. They're a, they're a top team. Yeah. So you've got to harshly mark them a little bit. But They're a the rank above Albertson. Yeah, the team they brought, what were they thinking? Oh, Campanats was maybe him going out. He's potentially a stage winner there somewhere. I'm, I'm going one. Especially off the back of the Giro. I'm giving him a Zero. <laughs> zero. <laughs> Uh, oh, I don't know where they get their marks. Where's their one point, Max? Their one point's in their budget. <laughs> they, they, they all got three dollars each for going to the tour. <laughs> I can't. I can't seem to find any marks for them. Unless, unless we, unless we're giving out marks for social conscience and the great work that Doug Ryder is doing with the squad, the actual performance of the team and its yeah. riders is a flat zero. Okay, who was the other zero? Uh, DSM DSM yep. DSM I reckon Sergio Hanau was better than Tij Banu like we look at both of their GC riders and trying to stick with the group Sergio Hanau stuck with the group a bit more <laughs> I feel like I saw him a couple of times I feel yeah. like I, I can't recall where but I feel like he was there still doesn't get a one though I still don't think there's deserving points no I agree this is the Tour de France. This is the best squad that you can assemble. Good luck. Good luck giving a score to the next three teams. <laughs> Team Total Direct Energy. Yeah, the tour was busy in week number three. And also in the first couple of days as well. He, he was he hilarious. Showed, he was, wasn't he? He was he was erratic. <laughs> he he got in a break by himself that stuck. I think it was 20 seconds in front of the peloton for about 
15K. They saw him the whole time. It was just sitting there in front of them, 100 metres in front. Yeah, I'd bear a sword. Uh, I actually thought he was going to finish top five after his first two days. Yeah, he was electric, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, Eddie the Boss failed to make an impact on the race, really. Finish the race? Not sure. Don't think so. Um, I think he got dropped from a breakaway one day. I think he was in the breakaway that Sweeney, that Pollitt won, that Sweeney was third. Didn't make that yes. second move. Yep. I think you're right, Alex. Because I just because I just remember that was the only time I heard him on the commentary, and they were talking about Eddie the Boss getting dropped. And I was like, oh, it's just not the same, is it? Mm. I mean, again, this is something that we've got to match up against expectations pre-tour as well. Not a world to a team. Not a world to a team. No real serious leader there. I mean, Pierre Tua, Pierre Latour probably is, um, but he was just being erratic. So <laughs> they're a one for me. I think a one, probably, maybe a two, just given expectations were were limited. Yeah, I think a one. Okay. Let's sign that off. <laughs> Intermarche wanty group. I think they lined up on the shumps for Van Poppel. They're the best of the of those four teams we're talking about now. Oh, no, actually, B&B are probably Bonnemore. I don't know. Actually, I don't know how I'm going to read this. Van Poppel was active, and Louis Menkes tried his hardest mm-hmm. and may have finished top 15, did he, or top 20? <laughs> tried his hardest. Do he allocate points for effort? He finished top 15. He finished 14th at 38 minutes. And that is the lead GC rider for a pro tour team, uh, a second-rate team. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little bit more friendly on Wanty, and I loved how they got on the front at times as well. So I'll go. No, they were one. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to talk them into it too. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I mean, how how long did Jan Bakalans survive as well? I don't don't know how long he was there, but you might have expected him to be to be active throughout the tour. I know he's he's thirty five now, and he, he he did he got through the tour and he finished eighth um, on stage. What stage was that? I don't actually remember that him him making some what of an impact uh, when when Conrad won. Jan Bakalans was eighth. It's a one. From the move. Mm. It's a one. Now, the real question is, do B&B Hotels, the third of the tier two squads, get a, anything above a one? Can they? Bonamore, I understand the amount of kilometres rode in the break, so it gets most combative, which is technically maybe a realistic goal for them going into the tour to get most combative. Um, they got like Pierre Roland was a bizarre tour from him. Um, didn't really fire a shot. Um, and then they had another fella starting with P. Uh, I'll just try and find it. Quinton Pasha, who was impressive. If Cockard didn't get injured as well, I mean, we didn't see him before he got injured, but potentially might have got good. Um, I thought they were okay, but they're a one as well. Yeah, I think a one. 
although all our French listeners are going to be very disappointed. In oh, they'll, they'll be fuming. They'll be fuming. That's the wrap. That's the wrap. So then I ask you, I ask you this question. Um, I did a little bit of uh, like a top ten. I love my top tens. Who is your most impressive five riders to come out of the tour? Like I've done, a, I've done a ten. I'll just go through them quickly just to give you guys a. So I said Van Art was number one, then Pog, then Mahorich. I think was better than Cav. So Mahorich three, Cav four, Vinegard five. Pole six, Morkov seventh, O'Connor eighth, Vanderpol ninth, Rafa Marker tenth. Don't know if Rafa Marker would fit into my top ten. Well, outside of the ten, there's not much. There's Conrad who won a stage. Um, Carapaz who came third. Maybe one of them could have beaten Rafa Marker. You're probably right. Mm. I I think two two. Yeah, two clear ones on the GC front, Vindegaard and O'Connor, just establishing themselves as GC riders. That's a big deal yeah. for those two squads and those two athletes moving forward. And I think Vindegaard too, just the ability to take the opportunity. Everything had to go right. Rog had to crash out and whatnot early enough for him to take that on, but he took that on and delivered. That's huge. But at the same time, Van Aert, like, it's just out of control. And Mahorich simply from their brilliance. Mm-hmm. Like, Mahorich was the most entertaining rider for about two weeks there. Yeah. yeah. And remember, yeah. Campbell, we used to talk about this all the time, Mahorich, because he, uh, he won Worlds the first year that we, we were there. And well, I wasn't there that year. You were there, Campbell. And after that, we're like, oh, my God, this guy is out of control. Like he's just going to crush everything. And he just went missing. He went to Liquid Gas, I think, and just did nothing. Yeah. Well, we went and back to back under 19 worlds, under 23 worlds, straight into the the world tour. And then, yeah, he kind of was in the wilderness a little bit, but he, he did pop up here and there. Um, but, yeah, one day races, are, it's really his jam. And you, the way he rides some of these stages in grand tours, he just goes after it like there is no tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, I think he's... Uh, He's probably in my top five too. I've gone Vingegaard as number one. Yeah, right. Um, Cav followed by O'Connor, Wood Van Aert, um, winning the Mont Ventoux stage, bunch kick and torching the TT, and then Mahorik for his for his two really really strong stage wins and his animation. He, he rounds out my top five. Mm. Did stiff not to get one of those Bora guys in there? It's really. Oh. Conrad better than Pollitt. I, I feel think- like Pollitt was felt throughout, not just that stage, but other. He was he was in and in and around other bits and pieces. Yeah, okay. And then Kelderman, maybe no. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, Morkov was the the domestique, even though I'm not sure if you can call a sprint trainer domestique. I think he was the domestique of the of 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 the tour. Mm. Cachevao was probably stiff to not be in there as well, just because he was the only one with Ineos who was riding well. Yeah, they, yeah, they never really had like that proper right hand man. Kwiatkowski had a day of it. Um, Castroviejo did a little bit. Teo had one good day, um, but Richie and Grant never really chipped in, did they? 
It's normally the role of discovery for Ineos as the right hand man. Like who's gonna who's gonna show themselves as the guy that looks after our leader? Because he normally turns into the leader, mm. but they just never had it. What did we um just a review on our top threes? I was uh, Pog, Carapaz, and Gadu. Um, happy with two of them, um, obviously. And Gadu showed me the reason why I picked him for third in the in the third week. Yeah, but I should have gone safer because I. When one of you went around, I think it was you, Campbell. No, uh, I infamously went, um, Yon is a gear. Yeah, I went with Rog, Rog, Carapaz, Uran. Yeah, when you, I remember when Rig was doing so well in the second week, sitting third, I'm like, Alex said this, Alex said this. Um, yeah. I, was it? I think I went Pog. Thomas um, and Izagire, just yeah. as as a really wild one, you know. If, if 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 it comes off, you're a genius, and if it doesn't, you're uh, yeah. Just... Well, it almost came off, Cambo. You almost got up there. <laughs> <laughs> any final words? Any final questions? Before we close off another year, feels like this is like the end of financial year for cycling, uh, post Tour de France. A little bit. The first event post tour. What is it? The tour to the, the uh, only. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Volta coming. Volta is always exciting. Yeah, it's always around the corner. But I guess the Olympics this this weekend is is going to be a really good watch. Yeah, hot, thirty degrees, hilly, hilly course, high altitude. Um, national teams. Yeah, national teams. Uh, the Slovenia is so strong. Young. Uh, Polank, Polanch, Polank. He's your, the, is your man Tratnik on the start list? Uh, Polank is the only one they're taking. So he's their domestic. The Germans have Geschke as their domestic. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to help uh, too much. Um, the Aussies, what are you, are you thinking? Portkin, Hamilton. Who is it? Uh, Rowan Dennis will go strong in the TTs. Yeah, he, he's a good chance for a medal. In the TT, but I think for the road race, you know, Lucas had that crash. Um, Richie didn't look like he was, you know, in top top shape. Maybe just he was just lacking a little bit of motivation. Once Carapaz couldn't win, um, so yeah, I don't know whether we'll be really able to make an impact you know, in the road race. I, I think so. our only hope is that Lucas has freshened up and just somehow yeah. come out of that little bit of a rut that he was in the first week of the tour in in Super Nick. And his yep. shoulder holds up well. But yeah, I don't think we're going to be seeing a whole lot out of Richie based off how he was going to the tour. Slightly hilly course to TT as well. So Ghana and Van Aert might come back to the pack a tiny bit. Don't you remember what, what Van Aert did on Vontu? <laughs> yeah. But, no, but in the stage five TT, it was a tiny little bit uh, lumpier. And he did yeah. A- yeah. I, I think it's going to, have to, it's going to be Pog, Pogaccia. He's, he's the favorite for sure. He has to be. It's hot though, Campbell. Didn't it you? is. That's a, that's a very good point. Yeah. And, yeah. and it'll be interesting to see Rowan Dennis's impact after taking the training approach. No, no Tour de France for him. See how that comes out. Mm. Look forward to it. Thanks, Max. Thanks, Campbell. No Thanks, Alex. Pleasure as always. Talk to you soon. Talk to you.